Hello product innovators. Today we learn how to use website funnels to sell your new product directly to end customers from an expert who has worked with over 400 direct-to-consumer businesses. This is the Product Startup Podcast, a show to learn from top leaders in hardware product development, prototyping, manufacturing, product selling, and everything in between. Hosted by Kevin Macko, the leading expert on product development for hardware startups. Welcome back, everyone. I'm very excited to introduce Taylor Frame to the show. Taylor Frame is a co-founder of Focus Funnels, a direct-to-consumer agency that's been around for over eight years and worked with hundreds of businesses. Before that, he worked with big brands such as The Gap, J. Crew, Adobe, and more on this very thing. Today, Taylor will share valuable knowledge for inventors, startups, and small manufacturers on the four pillars of a direct-to-consumer funnel, how to best ensure the sales funnel is built correctly, and best practices specific to physical product startups launching their first product to consumers online. Now, on to the episode. This show is produced by Mako Design, the original firm providing end-to-end consumer product development services tailored specifically to hardware startups, small manufacturers, and inventors. Take your product from idea to store shelves at MakoDesign.com. Now, on to the episode. Hey, Taylor. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Excited to be here. Well, we're excited to talk to you today about selling a new hardware product directly to your customers on your own website. So how do you sell even just a small amount of units up to millions of dollars of units just selling directly to customers who are looking for your very product? And who better to bring on the show today than you that has done literally tens of millions of dollars in ad spend, almost 10 years working with hundreds of direct consumer brands. Before I get into the best practices here and the topic that we're talking about today in terms of actually building out and the logic you need as a hardware startup to sell direct to customers, Taylor, just give us a bit of a background of how you became the success story that you are today. Yeah, thank you. So my name is Taylor. I was one of the co-founders here at Focus Funnels. We've been in the space for uh, over eight years now, and I've directly been in the direct-to-consumer, you know, website experience space for over 10 years. And so tons of experience, boots on the ground, really in the trenches, helping big and small startup brands figure out how do you connect with that consumer and get your product into their hands? And so it's just been an amazing journey we've had over here and excited to share some tidbits and some tips that'll help your people today. Yeah, right on. I mean, even in the early days, you were working with companies like Gap, J. Crew, while you're working at Adobe on some big brand policies on how do they get more eyeballs on their product and more purchases on their website. You know, that really kind of got the bug in me where I was working with these big brands and we come to the table with these really innovative strategies. And then there was so much excitement on both sides. And we'd sometimes see the strategies integrated like over a year. Right. And it was never, ever close to like our vision or what we had for the brand. And now I get to work with mid-tier and kind of startup brands where we can come up with a strategy and seven days later, it's implemented and we're testing and we're seeing results. It is so gratifying. The big guys were fun to work with, but the ability to work and impact people's lives on that granular level is so much more impactful. Yeah. I mean, it's such a good feeling when you start selling products, especially a new product, right? Somebody who really has never sold anything before, which is very typical for a hardware startup. This yep. is their first time coming to bat and the first time getting any product to the market. And it's a new product that's coming to the market for the first time as well. So you put these things together and it's a really exciting experience. So for today and for the conversation, let's talk about how that's done. Give us yes. a, a bit of an overview and then let's jump into these various pillars of a direct-to-consumer advertising play. 
Yes. So we have worked with probably a hundred plus brands that are bringing new products to market. We actually play very heavily in the mom and baby space. There's a lot of innovation in that space. And so we've had a lot of experience bringing these products to market. So here's the framework that you need to think about. If you're a new brand, you've got a new hardware that you're going to be bringing to market. You need to be thinking about four things. The first is your product. You know, Kevin, that's your specialty, right? We're not product development guys, but that's your specialty. So the first is you got to get your product dialed. The second thing is positioning, meaning why is your product different? What problems does it solve? And if I have limited money, why should I buy your product as opposed to the competitors? Okay, so that's product and then positioning. The next one is placement, right? Let's say we're doing a weighted blanket for kids. And this is actually one of our big case studies. We took this weighted blanket brand from doing five to 6K a month. When they took all their stuff in-house, they were doing over a million dollars a month over the course of about a year and a half. We helped them with that whole launch and scale. It was all direct to consumer. The second, so you got your product, you got your positioning, then you have your placement. Where is your audience spending your time? For a lot of our customers, we're marketing to moms and women. They spend a lot of time on Instagram. They spend a lot of time on Facebook. They spend a lot of time on TikTok. So we put the content there, right? But if you're an innovative brand that's like potentially marketing to like golfers or rock climbers or some other demographic, you got to find out where they're spending their time online and you need to be there. Okay, so we've got product, we have positioning, we have placement. The last one is audience. What does my audience care about? So let's take this weighted blanket, for example. As a parent, the most painful thing you can experience is when your child is not sleeping. And you will pay any level of money to solve that problem. Yeah, I've got three and, kids, so I feel you. Yeah, me too. My son was up twice last night. <laughs> so it's painful. And so what we did is we started talking to this audience about solving that core problem, right? So what I just described is called a focused acquisition funnel. And let me break that down into a non-marketing term. It's a customer journey that gets someone to buy something, okay? So a focused acquisition funnel, and it's designed to get in front of somebody that's never heard of you before and say, oh my gosh, where has this product been my whole life? and hit the checkout button, right? So inside of that, there are three core aspects you need to have. Once you've got product, positioning, placement, and audience down, right, in the framework, there are three aspects you need to figure out. The first one is your content, okay? And you use that product, positioning, placement, audience to guide your content. If I'm selling a weighted blanket, I'm gonna tell a story about keeping my child asleep at night. And that content, because I'm serving it on Instagram and because I'm serving it to tired moms, it's got to be engaging. It's got to be quick. It's got to solve the problem, right? So the first piece that you have to solve for is you've got to build the right content. And the content has to sell the value of your product. Okay, so that's step one. Step two, once you've got your content dialed, is next it's, all right, how do I get this content out there? If you've got a little bit of budget, Paid ads are an amazing way to get in front of the right audience very quickly. If you have no budget and you're like totally bootstrapping, now you can use influencers. You can have friends and family call you out. You can start building an audience on Facebook and Instagram. It's never been easier to get in front of your people right now. Like the barrier to entry is as low as it's ever been in the history of the world, right? 
So if you have no money, you can get creative and that's going to require more work, but it's still very doable. The second aspect, once you got your content dialed and your creative set, then it's about how do I get this message out there? So that's usually paid ads or organic. Step three is when somebody clicks on that, they see that weighted blanket, they're super interested, they click on it. Where are they going? This is your product page or your landing page. Needs to be dialed in to sell the value of the hardware that you've built. Why is it valuable? What problems does it solve? What are my reviews? What was the manufacturing process? Answer all the questions that someone's going to have before they ever have them. So that's the framework of solve these four things, product, positioning, placement, audience, and then build out your funnel with content, your media buying strategy, and then the landing page. You get those things in lock, the world is your oyster. That's so powerful. And I love how you broke it out into those pieces. The reality here is, especially when you talk about the organic search volume, you can do this without even paying for it. In reality, when it, when it comes to a very basic version of this, if you're not using a great agency, if you're not using a great web dev, if you're not using pay ads, you can start small and work your way up depending on whatever your budget is. I think what you've dialed in here is if you put this structure together, anybody can sell a great product. Now, I like how you mentioned as well, and I've got to address it, the fact that you started with product. That's the very first thing. Yeah. Us as a product design firm, that is our first and largest objective, build a great thing that people truly want. Like, that's got to be your step one. Yeah. After you have that thing, which most hardware startups, they've come up with something innovative, something amazing. And if they've gone through the correct efforts and they've done the design right, and they've tested through prototyping and they're ready to go into manufacturing and they've got the right manufacturing partners engaged, they've got a great product that's innovative. So there are people out there who you've solved a pay point that they need. And now it comes to Taylor's world, which is, okay, you've figured out this object, you've got it in production or ready for production, let's say. Now, how do you get it in front of the eyeballs and get those people to convert? Yes. And that's so powerful how you've expressed that journey. Are there pieces of that puzzle that you want to dive into for someone who's really kind of new to the process or things that can help kind of dip their toe in the water, let's say, of this process? Yeah. So the first thing I will say is you want to keep it simple. There are so many people that overcomplicate this. And the reason they overcomplicate it is they want you to hire them. You need to keep things simple at the beginning. So your content, you need to clearly articulate like you would to a friend at a coffee shop. You have a problem. My product helps you solve that problem. And here's why. And here's how it does it. It needs to be conversational. So that's the first tip. Realize that there's a person on the other end of that content that has the same experience as you do. And you just need to speak to them like you would speak to your friend at a coffee shop. Second piece is if you are doing paid ads or you are doing organic, keep it simple at the beginning. Do broad targeting, create some great content, and then test your first two or three pieces of content probably aren't going to work. But those tests influence what you need to change. So we, with our brands, will test anywhere from three to four pieces of content every week and a half. And those pieces of content have different hooks. They have different problems they solve. They have different promises. It's all built in, right? So you have to test. Even us with millions of dollars of ad experience and so many up at bats, we have to test for every single brand. Okay, so step one, keep it simple. Get a really good value prop. Test the value prop. And then three, on the website, answer the questions. More is better in terms of information. 
if you've got a small product description that's like handcrafted in Malaysia and solves this problem, that's not enough. You got to go into tons of detail around this product because consumers are more educated than they've ever been. And once they're on the site, they're willing to spend the time, right? They're yeah. either going to buy or leave. But the reality is the more information you can get them, the higher the probability you're going to convince them. Maybe not on the first or second or third thing they read, but it might be the fourth thing that that hits whatever the quarter is that they were particularly looking for or the validation point they needed or just the right combination of things that they finally said by the time they've read and read and read, aha, that's the one I'm finally ready to make a buying decision. Yeah, totally. And there needs to be a lot of content around that. I'll go to sites that have innovative products and they'll have like three pictures. They look like stock images that they pulled off of like a Google drive. Tell the story, record some videos, do some selfie cam, like get some information around this product, show your consumers how it works. The ability to create content, we all have our phones in our pocket that shoot in 4K. So the ability that, like I said at the beginning, the barriers to entry are the lowest they've ever been. You just have to take action. It's interesting what you mentioned about the phone too, because I find that more than ever, especially with new and emerging brands, people almost appreciate that more than having some stuffy corporate brand that has every single piece perfect. So if you've got yeah. a video you recorded of yourself using the product on your phone, as the founder, people love it because you know what? They don't see that when they go onto the big corporate's website. Yeah. So the authenticity comes through. That authenticity, at least in today's era, really sells product as opposed to, you know, we don't know what the future holds. And we know in the past, there's been times where corporate trust has been incredibly high and people trusted startups potentially lower. But we know that as of right now, people trust startups immensely. It's a hot topic. People want to see that young, yeah. energetic, emerge product. And as long as you can validate it and they can trust and believe in what you are saying in terms of your brand promise and the product promise and the value, as long as they trust that, they're going to want to buy from you over the companies that are potentially a lot bigger than you that you were maybe originally afraid of competing against. You've got yeah. a major competitive advantage. So utilize that competitive advantage, especially as a new emerging brand. 100%, Kevin, like you, you nailed it right on the head. And so this is exactly what we do here at Focus Funnels is we help people solve this equation. So we have a full content shop. We can help you build the content and the creative and the copywriting that's going to get your vision properly in front of people, right? We have the whole media buying team, whether it's Meta, which is Facebook and Instagram, Google, YouTube, Pinterest, TikTok. We're absolute experts on all those platforms. We've, we've literally spent millions and millions of dollars on those. And then all the way down to the product page or the landing page, we build all that out, helping create that authenticity and that trust. And so when people come to this thing, if this is so overwhelming for you, we can help you build out that entire customer journey. And that's really where our expertise comes in. Can you uh, give everyone the website of where they can find out to learn more about the services you offer in case they're looking to hire an agency and work with somebody like you to develop this thing out? Yeah, I love that. So it's focusfunnels.com, focusfunnels, and funnels has an S on it, focusfunnels.com. And on that site, we have a ton of information about what we do. You've got customer reviews. We even have a little small podcast where we, where we feature some of our customers, some of our case studies on there. And then last thing I'll say is anybody that's interested, book a call with my team because we will add serious value, even if you don't work with us. We are very 
honest and open with our with our leads being like, hey, you're ready for us. Or you know what? You should do things organically for a little bit before you engage with us. So we're not here just trying to get that sale at any cost necessary. We really think about what what is best for the consumer and the customer. And we put that first in our sales process. So feel free to book a time and we'll chat with you. Taylor, that's much appreciated. And as always, I will put the links below for anyone who wants to just click through. They can click through to Focus Funnels and learn more. Taylor, much appreciated for your words of wisdom today on the show, showing people how you can go from that idea, that manufactured product, and then into actual sales themselves directly on your own website, directly to your end customers. Love it. Thank you. Thanks, Taylor. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Product Startup Podcast. If you found some value in the show, please do us a huge favor and hit the like button and subscribe. If you have any questions, guest suggestions, or anything else, feel free to reach out to us anytime at our email, podcast at macodesign.com. This show is hosted by Kevin Mako, North America's leading expert on product development for hardware startups. And the podcast is produced by Mako Design, the original firm providing end-to-end consumer product development services tailored specifically to hardware startups, small manufacturers, and inventors. Take your product from idea to store shelves at makodesign.com. That's M-A-K-O design.com. Thanks for joining and see you again soon.